Go. Extra, extra is not live. Rihanna is very rich, bitch. Gwyneth Paltrow is still better than you. Lady Gaga is a homewrecker. And Madonna is fighting with the New York Times. All this and more with your hosts, Julian Gonzalez and Jack Summers. Let's get extra. Extra, 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 extra. Hello, welcome back to Extra Extra, your favorite podcast. How do I know it's your favorite podcast? Because you tuned in once again to listen to me, Julian Gonzalez. Please follow me on Instagram at North Hollywood Jewels. That's North Hollywood Jewels. And if you're nasty, you can go ahead and Venmo me. Not that anyone does. It's the same handle as my Instagram. Wow, very creative. Okay, you guys, let's just get right into the sauce. I am joined today by... World famous pop star to the stars, Jack Summers. You can find his music on Spotify and iTunes. Now get your life. Hey guys, my name is Jax. You can follow me on Instagram, Jack Summers, J A X S U M M E R S. Yeah. Now you really need to speak into the mic and fucking project. Okay, I need you to speak into the mic, but look at the window and try and get your vocals over there. You understand? I'm looking in the window. There, we got it. See, that's what you gotta do all. So now, Jax, we start every podcast off with my top five stories of the week. Now, these are the top five stories, according to me. Why? Because you're not rich. No, because my opinion is the only one that matters. Now, if you would fucking listen to my podcast, you would know that. Rihanna is the wealthiest woman in music with a $6 million net worth, and it's well-deserved. But Rihanna, where is the the new music if you're the wealthiest woman in music? Okay. I think right now this money is not all from the music. It's from the it's from the brands, the movies, the makeup, the clothes. So I don't know why we're calling her the wealthiest in music because she has not given us music. Rihanna is not that wealthy. There are more wealthy people who like Victoria Beckham or Madonna or Britney Spears. Madonna is clearly not the wealthiest in music if Rihanna is. So you tried it. I did, didn't I? Because uh, she does not have the net worth of Rihanna. Where is Madonna made, new Ma- music, though? Madonna maybe has $30 million, not $600 million. Uh, Madonna's got way more than where? that. Where? Where is it? In the Caymans? <laughs> With her children. Where? With her children. In Lisbon. So this is fabulous. I love Rihanna. When Rihanna succeeds, we succeed. I don't really listen to Rihanna, so I can't help you there. It's Pride Month, bitches, and heteros want to appropriate our culture with a straight pride parade. Organizers in Boston are planning to hold a straight pride parade this year, the same week as Pride Week in Boston. Now, if this is you, Bostonians, the members of Smash Mouth are looking at you with their fingers and their thumb in the shape of an L on their foreheads. They tweeted, straight pride parade? A lot of question marks. Fuck off. A lot of exclamation marks. Now, those are some true allies. I think the whole straight pride parade is such a joke because realistically, pride is about expressing yourself and not being constricted or caged in. So realistically, straight people don't need to do that because they don't feel constricted or caged in. Us gays who are gay and have felt trapped for so long and oppressed, this is their day. This is their month. This is their week to really let go and really uh, not have to blend in with society. So for the straight pride people who really want to do this, you know, fuck you. I need you to, again, visualize the window and speak to it. But that was beautifully said. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
Every day is straight pride parade. Like, why can't we have our week? Why, why can't we not have our week? Okay, heteros, you don't need everything. That's fine. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow is so busy being better than everyone else that she did not even realize that she was in Spider-Man Homecoming in 2017, despite being the fourth built star in the film's ending credits, okay? Now, the revelation occurred during the filming of The Chef Show, a new cooking show on Netflix by food enthusiasts and fellow Marvel Cinematic Universe performer John Favreau. Paltrow asked John what the hell his new cooking show is all about. Jax, are you paying attention or looking at Snapchat? I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not done with my story, but I'm just wondering. No, I'm just doing some research. I'm going to. You are not, you fucking liar. He's looking at assholes. That too. Those nasty ass motherfucking dogs. Now, Patch. Oh, he is doing research. Okay. Now, um, John responded that he really doesn't know and that he and Chef Roy Choi started just filming themselves cooking while he and Gwyneth were in Atlanta shooting Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, well, we were in Spider-Man together. Remember when we were on Spider-Man? Gwyneth replied, we weren't in Spider-Man. To which John said, he insists that they were. To which Gwyneth said, no. And then she said, I was in Avengers. And he said, no, you were in Spider-Man also. To which... uh, he then, you know, reminds her what the scene was. And then she says, that was Spider-Man? Oh, my God. You know what? I think, you know what? Gwyneth Parthel forgets a lot of things. When she's doing the interview, she spoils the movie. Yeah. She basically said the whole ending of Avengers Endgame, and she was very right. She said something about everybody coming together for the movie, but she forgot she couldn't mention anything. And then she forgets that she's in Spider-Man Homecoming, which she was in. But here's so. the thing. I think that since she only films her scenes with whoever she usually films with, she really probably thought it was Avengers. She probably really had no idea that she was in Spider-Man. Accurate. I, I, I do agree with you. I love this. This is iconic to me. I think this is fabulous because she's so busy, you know, making money. L- no, making low fat turkey meatloaf or whatever that she can't even remember that she's in. I think we need a movie Spider-Man. with her in the end of Endgame. We got to see her in the Iron Man suit and I would love to see a movie with her portraying that oh, as, well, I, as you know woman. i don't watch superhero movies so i don't even know what you're talking about i want to see shallow how too with gwyneth paltrow yeah I would love okay that. i want her to go back to that fat soup mm-hmm. that would be iconic now do you know who marcia cross is from desperate house marcia 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 no Anyways, well, she was clearly getting her ass ate like the gays because she learned that her anal cancer was likely caused by the same HPV strand that her husband's throat cancer was. Quote, I know that there are people who are ashamed. You have cancer. Do you have uh, uh, do you have to then also feel ashamed like you did something bad because it took residence in your anus? I mean, come on, really? There's enough on your plate. Marcia said that she was able to get through her diagnosis with the help of a group of girlfriends whom she's called her anal angels. Quote, I kept saying, if this doesn't kill me, it's the best thing that could have ever happened because the experience of being loved like that, it blew my mind. I think hearing you tell me that just sounds very ungrateful on her part. Ungrateful. Uh, trying to say that it's from her partner. Um, I know no, her doctor said that he had throat cancer in 2007 or 2009. And then she has now been diagnosed with anal cancer. And they said it's the same strand. So as we know, because remember um, way back when, um, who's the um, the beautiful... Farrah Fawcett died no, of anal Farrah cancer. No, not Farrah Fawcett. 
It was um, Heidi Montag from the Heidi Hills. Heidi Montag. Who's that beautiful girl from Zorro? Ashley Tisdale. Catherine Zeta Jones. Remember, Michael Douglas, who she's married to, had throat cancer from eating her out. That's what happened. You get HPV, and she had HPV. So I'm thinking that probably Marsha Cross was getting her ass ate good every night, and then she got anal cancer from her husband because he had throat cancer of the same strand, allegedly. That's very accurate. She's a gay icon. She is a gay icon. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And I hope that she, and she's in remission now, and I hope, I don't know what you keep quoting, but I, she's in remission now, and I hope that she has, a, like, a long, fruitful you life. You don't watch the Brady Bunch? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I was alive when that was born. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I was born when that was on. Like, why would I watch it? Because it's an icon. Just like, it's a, she's a gay icon. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha is a gay icon. Okay, Jax, we're going to move forward, because you are boring me. Finally, to round out my top five. Woo-hoo! Top five. Lisa Vanderpump has officially quit, quote unquote, quit, because we all know she's probably been fired, but she quit the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Ooh. And in honor of this glorious day, I would like for us to reenact a scene, my favorite scene from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in Extra Extra Theater. Now, I will obviously be stage and I will be iconic Taylor Armstrong and you will be Lisa. And you don't have to read in a British accent. I want to be Camille. Well, there is no Camille. So there's <laughs> either you're going to be Lisa and you can either choose to do it regularly do. or with a British accent, however you choose. Okay, I'm okay? going to be Lisa. Let's go. Yeah, you're going to be Lisa. If you can't be my friend, just please don't be my enemy. Interior Villa Rosa. I think that's the name of her, her house. I just don't remember. The ladies of Beverly Hills are gathered at Lisa's house for a tea party. Darling, come eat some cakes. I spent all morning baking. Lisa falls back into the couch. Uh, all the ladies laugh. Oh, I heard you had an event yesterday. I did. I did. I got a nomination and had a little luncheon. And they all went? Yeah? Yeah. I know, but I was quite upset you didn't invite me. To be honest, Taylor, because everything I've done, I've always invited you. I've always been very kind to you. I agree. I invite you to Pandora's engagement party. I agree, and I came bearing my heart, I mean, my best wishes. Well, I'll invite Camille and Kyle. Who are my friends? Yeah, but who equally, we have all been a group. I wouldn't have excluded you, and you know that. No, you wouldn't, except that, Lisa, the last couple of times you and I have had a conversation, you led into it by saying, and I quote, I am not your friend. I haven't said I am not your friend. Lisa, you better backtrack, girl, because I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Calm down. Yes, you have. Cut to a flashback of Lisa saying she is not Taylor's best friend. Why would I say you could come and live in my house with your daughter? Because it's to make you look like a saint. Well, you know, you don't have to worry about it anymore because you are, because the offer is res- resigned. Rescinded. Rescinded. Lisa, do you really think I will come to someone's house? Why are you here then? Who leads in by saying, Why I are you am here? not your friend? Oh. Because you invited me. That's why I'm here. Hmm. Well, if you're not my friend, I don't normally invite people. I didn't say I wasn't your friend. I have done everything I can. If you Don't are- cut me off. 
this is what you do. You start conversations with me and Camille and you never let me finish. I have bent over backwards since the day I have met you to be kind to you. And you have treated me so poorly that it is embarrassing. Uh, no, I have. Yes, you have. You have told people I do not have friends. What do you mean tell people you don't have friends? Why are you talking about me behind my back? I'm not talking. Really? You don't think everybody has conversations? Not in the way that you do. Oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone else is afraid to confront you, Lisa. And you know what? I'm doing so much work on myself. I want to be really honest with you and say stop stirring the pot. Again, what are you talking and about? And stepping away from the fire. I have no idea what you're I talking about. I am going about. through so much in my life, Lisa. I have never in my life tried to make somebody be my friend more than I've tried for you. And I feel like a fool. When have you tried? I've kissed your ass for a year trying to make you like me i have asked you so many times are you my friend or are you not my friend and i've said to you i need strong sometimes just be quiet for a second i need strong women around me so badly and i've told you that and you look me in the eyes and you say one thing and then you go behind my back and say i don't have friends no taylor it's a fact taylor i was worried for you i was scared for your welfare yes or no yes once it got to the extreme, but what about the past? Because all of the things you've said. Why are you talking about me behind my back? I'm not. It's breaking my heart. Please. If you can't be my friend, just please don't be my enemy. Because my life is tough enough as it is. Taylor sobs. Please. Camille confronts Taylor, um, comforts Taylor. I just wanted to come because you have invited me. And I guess there's still a part of me that would love to have you as a friend, but I'll never be good enough for you. What's good enough? I don't know. You tell me because I've tried my hardest. Taylor stands up and grabs her purse. All the ladies ask Taylor not to leave. Taylor leaves. Lisa pushes back her hair out of her face. Scene. Iconic. This is such an iconic scene. Honestly, iconic line. If you can't be my friend, just please don't be my enemy. I Which miss I Taylor. I say to everyone because I don't trust any of these gays in LA. So was this before Taylor's husband committed suicide or after? Yeah, this was right before. Because remember, this is season two. So it starts off with like the news that Taylor's husband has committed suicide. And then we go back like three months. And then this is like episode oh. 11. So this is like literally like a week before he commits suicide. It's very sad. And it's very, it's very sad. sad Honestly, one of, the one of the most iconic seasons of television in history, period. Like where, wh you know, like uh, Game of Thrones could never touch this Real type of Housewives. content. Uh -uh. Like the writing, the writing on Real Housewives is like light years above Game of Thrones. You tried it. You tried. Ha ha. Ha. Oh, I love this scene so much. Ha ha ha. I don't know if I've read. I, I feel like we've done this scene on this podcast before, but you know, it's been at least a few years. So I had to bring it back and I did have to retype it because I did not have it. Save. Saved. Well, you did a good job of typing it. All the scene. <laughs> Jax, now let's get to my last segment Two extra or just enough I'm going to report five more stories And I want to know Do you think the person or the situation Is being too extra They need to push on the brakes and stop Or is it just enough you want more Do you understand Let's do it Lady Gaga ruined another relationship because Bradley Cooper has split from his baby's mother, Irina Shake, leading the public to flood El Gaga's Instagram comments with snake emojis. Many fans of the Cooper Shake duo believe that El Gaga is to blame for breaking the up the uh, for the couple breaking up. 
one commenter wrote, Bradley and Irina broke up. Are you happy? I think that <laughs> it's a little too much and that yeah, everybody should extra, respect. Two extra. Two extra. Yeah, so extra. Two extra. Two extra. This is too extra. Two These fans extra. are crazy. You know what? We all knew it wasn't going to work out anyways the way that Bradley looked at Lady Gaga. So sorry, Arena. Sorry. She should have left his ass a year ago. Arena who? Oh. Exactly. Hillary Duff's fiance is beefing with Zed and the beef is seriously undercooked. Now, Matthew Karma hit up his Instagram and popped right the fuck off about his former friend and collaborator Zed in a lengthy Instagram note to fans where he called Zed toxic and self-serving. Now, I'm going to quote this long ass tweet so or post. So, Jax, get off Snapchat and please. Pay attention. I'm paying attention. In response to years of what happened to you and Zed, I want to finally be transparent about this. It's a really sad truth because I'm extremely proud of the work he and I did together. Unfortunately, my good feelings towards those songs have all disappeared as they were experienced alongside someone so toxic and so self-serving that it occupied the space where any happiness could exist. It's not that dramatic of a story and it comes down to simply to something simple. Shitty people suck and when they're successful, people are afraid to blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Ooh. You know yeah. that song? Blow the whistle. I know Whistle by Blackpink. Anyways, I met Anton, his real name, before he signed to Interscope, where we put to, uh, we put together to work where we were put together to work on songs for his record, two of which became his first singles, Spectrum and Clarity. We met as equals. From the beginning, his inferiority complex was made obvious which seems so absurd because his contributions were so wonderful and he was a very talented producer back when he was involved with in his productions the blows started small him giving interviews about the lyrics he wrote i wrote every word and melody with no mention of my name not being paid for singing on spectrum until two or three years of fighting for a fee him producing a song i wrote called suitcase for my album and then allowing me to release it instead of insisting it was released as zed with another featured singer so i couldn't have it i had to wait four years to put different versions out waiting writing find you with him in japan him and him him and him actively telling me he didn't want my voice on the song. But since it was recorded literally on Christmas to meet a deadline, maybe it was hard to find someone, I guess. Mind you, this is after I wrote three of his four singles and helped him have one of the biggest songs of that year. I had to talk him out of keeping my voice on Clarity pitched up because it sounded like a remix. I encouraged him to find a female singer who really nailed it. We tracked several singers on it before Foxes killed it. I wanted it to be great for him. He won a Grammy for it. I wasn't invited. There's a documentary about the making of Zed, LOL, and I was the only collaborator not invited to the premiere and asked to be interviewed for the movie. More or less, I, I was just brushed under the rug while he took all the credit, which felt confusing because the millions of people who connected to Clarity and those other songs seemed to connect to the lyrics, emotions, melodies I had written. But he deemed his kick drum sound the driving force and left me in the of, dust out of all the shared credit. I remember doing a TV show with him when I was sick and asked him to lower the key of the song so I could sing it well. And he refused because his track wouldn't sound good. Another similar similar instance when he refused to change the key and I came to find out it was because he could only play piano in the key of C and the keyboard wouldn't... Um, transpose sort of contradicted the whole genius classical pianist persona for years i thought maybe it was me but over time i'd run into this shit is too long i'm not reading this anymore 
You know what? I just thought you would connect to this story. I like because uh, I know you don't trust nobody in the music business. I have heard multiple things about Zed, and I think that he is very crazy about his releases, and they're they're, they're kind of messy, to be honest. I love Hillary Duff, and I love that she's married to that guy, and that they're having a kid. So I'm gonna take their side. But realistically, you have to give credit where it's due. And being a songwriter and having your name put on different things that you write with other people can be very tricky. And sometimes you just don't see the money until four years later. And it's sad. So I am all for Matthew. This Coleman. is all too extra. To be honest, I don't. I only know of Zed because of the one it's song. It's too he, extra. Clarity. It's, it's too extra because let me tell you, I only know Zed from the one song he did with Lady Gaga on Our Pop Guy. Which was her most G-U-Y. iconic album. Okay. I don't even know who Matthew Karma is. He sounds like the dish that I get from the Indian Coma. restaurant. He sounds like the dish I get from the Indian restaurant, which is so delicious. I want to go get it right now for dinner. But it's like, we only know who he is because of Hillary Duff. Who, who, who was he before Hillary Duff? Nobody. Who was he? Nobody. This is too extra. Too extra. Madonna defends using the word raped to describe her anger with a recent interview she did. She took to Instagram to write, Quote, to say that I was disappointed in the article would be an understatement. It seems you can't fix society and its endless need to diminish, disparage, or degrade that which they know is good, especially strong, independent women. The journalist who wrote the article spent days and hours and months with me and was invited into a world which many people don't get to see, but chose to focus on the trivial and superficial matters such as the ethnicity of my stand-in or the fabric of my curtains and never-ending comments about my age which would have never been mentioned had I been a man. Women have a really hard time being the champions for other women, even if they are posing as intellectual feminists. I'm sorry I spent five minutes with her. It makes me feel raped. And yes, I'm allowed to use the analogy, having been raped at the age of 19. Further proof that that uh, vulnerable NYT is one of the founding fathers of the patriarchy. And I say death to the patriarchy, woven deep into the fabric of society. I will never stop fighting to eradicate it. So I read the article and I want to say that it is kind of accurate to what Madonna is saying because I had to skim through the article because most of the time the woman who interviewed her was mentioning the color of Madonna's team's skin or the curtains or teapots and it was kind of boring and then she was asking really trivial questions instead of talking about Madonna's new music and her legacy. So I completely get what Madonna's saying. Now with the rape comment, Madonna was raped at 19 and she was held at knife point. I don't think that she should have related the rapes to her Rebel Heart album leaking last year, a couple years ago. I think she could have used a different word. But Madonna is a very strong woman, and she does like to use very strong words Mm -hmm. that make people think. Rape could be acquainted to a lot of different things, but realistically, it's a very touchy subject at the moment. So, yeah. So is this too extra or just enough? I think it's just enough. And I'm going to go with whatever Jack says because he is the... The the president of the Madonna fan club. Yes, I am. Love her. True icon. We don't know why, but he loves her. <laughs> <laughs> Gossip Girl and You Star Penn Bagley has an acronym for fame. Fucking awful man extremely. Oh, this is too extra. He is crazy. This man is crazy. Yeah, too extra. It doesn't even make sense. Gossip Girl. We doesn't only make... like one person from Gossip Girl, yeah. and that's Blake Lively. Yeah, exactly. Well, we also like Jessica Zor. What about the girl who sings? Um... Taylor Momsen, we love Taylor Momsen. Oh, no, we don't love Taylor Momsen. I love Taylor Momsen. I've seen her twice in concert. Mm. I love her. She's iconic as a singer. Listen, you know what? She wrote one of the best albums of all time. And she did write a really great song for Heidi Montag. It was called Blackout. So Heidi Montag ended up getting the song. And somebody said to Taylor, hey, you know Heidi Montag singing your song. And Taylor said, I don't know why she's singing that song. I wrote that when I was seven years old. So 
she, you should be thankful that you wrote a song for the iconic true queen, Heidi Montag, who's more famous than Taylor Momsen will ever be. Sorry. Okay, that was too extra. Jax, you got to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Heidi, if you're listening. I support you. Finally, the last story of the podcast, and then we're done, Jack, so you can go back to your Snapchat. Hugh Grant said he's too old and ugly and fat to do romantic comedies anymore, and honestly, same. Same. Just enough. This is, yeah, this is just enough. I love it. I but love it. You know what? And you know what? I think he's a, he's a good-looking man. I he think it's just enough. with. And I think it's funny. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. But it was too extra for him to mention that. Yeah. No, I think it was just enough. I think it's tongue-in-cheek. Maybe he has a romantic comedy coming out. He's just trying to trick us all. I liked Hugh Grant in that movie yeah. with Drew Barrymore. I like him in all his movies. I think he's, so, he's such a good actor. He's so funny. He's so cute. Love it. And this has been extra extra. Thank you so much, Jax, for coming out to the podcast today. Do you have anything? Do you have anything to plug or promote? Thanks, Julian. I just want to say that you've been very beyond this entire, you know, podcast. And no, nothing. what is beyond me? Because Paris called Lindsay beyond, and it was a negative. You know what? Beyond can mean lots of things. It can mean great things or negative things. It's just how you interpret it. So, bye bye beyond. Do you have to plug yourself or? I'm not going to plug myself. I'm currently working on some new music right now, but when it comes out, then I will dig in. Oh, you don't want my listeners to go look at your Instagram? Hey, again, Jack Summers, J-A-X-S-U-M-M-E-R-S on Instagram. Let's get it. Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, Tidal. It's just nobody really uses Tidal, but it's there. And as always, I'm Julian Gonzalez. You can follow me on Instagram at North Hollywood Jewels. Follow the podcast at Two Extra Podcasts. That's the number two extra podcast. And if you're in the LA area, I need friends. So if someone wants to be my friend, you know, because I have cut out all the negativity in my my life. I need new friends. Stop stopping. Until next time. Bye. Hi, I'm Winston. And I'm David. And we're the hosts of a new podcast on Campfire Media called Try It, You'll Like It. And on our podcast, we have our guests eat a food they hate one last time. And we have so many crazy yes. We got amazing chefs. We have killer comedians. Bakers. Candlestick makers. Distillers. Brewers. Food writers. Oh, they're Ooh. writing about food. Ooh, they're probably having some food while they're writing about that yeah, food. Yeah, because we're eating food, and they're eating food, and you're listening to It Happen. All you ASMR heads, enjoy. Chomp, chomp. So check it out every Thursday at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mmm, that was good. Campfire.